1: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H Brown and Associates Alberta Injury Lawyers the heavy hitters of injury law All right
2: here's what I can tell you it's now 23-3 Montreal leading Saskatchewan In the CFL, that is with 540 left in the second quarter. The Edmonton Stingers are on the road tonight for Canadian Elite Basketball League action. They're taking on the Ottawa Blackjacks. I like that team name. There's some good team names in this league as well. Uh, The Blackjacks just 1-7 and on the season, but they are leading this one 42-33. The Edmonton Riverhawks in the West Coast League, home tomorrow at REMAX Field. Here's a great name. The Wenatchee Apple Sox. the game starts at 6 tomorrow. The Riverhawks up to 8 and 12 on the season. The commissioner of the West Coast League, Rob Nyer, who's uh, also done a lot of baseball analytics work. He worked with Bill James in the past. He's going to be on between 7.30 and 8 tonight. The Oil Kings play Hamilton tomorrow at the Memorial Cup. Jackson Weeb from the Oil Kings will join us later on this half hour. 920 left in the third period at the Memorial Cup right now. shewinigan leading Hamilton 3-2. Uh the point system is different because they're going with three points for a regulation win, two points for an overtime win, one point for an overtime loss, nothing for a regulation loss. So the Oil Kings are gonna need. Something out of tomorrow's game, regardless of the, of of this result. If Hamilton were to lose this game in regulation time, then, well, I, actually, you know what? I'm not going to get into all the permutations because I think that if I just get get too confused, if the Oil of Kings win tomorrow, they'll be fine. Let me put it that way. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Rick standing by. Hey, Rick.
0: How are you doing, buddy?
2: I'm doing well. <laughs>
0: You know, I I, uh, I saw the play last night. The offside there, and or not offside. I'm too sorry. There's just yeah. too many men on the ice. This morning, I woke up to a to a Twitter from Pierre LeBrun. You probably saw it, where where Tampa Bay had seven players on the ice. Yes. When 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 Cooper was was calling uh, Colorado for six. How oh, oh, bad happened to be a playoff game and it happened to be that he scored the winning goal in overtime it just so happened but at the end of the day they all cheat and and they had seven players on the ice tampa bay did when codrey was about to make the move on that defenseman and uh so seven players versus six i don't think cooper's got a a complaint now (laughs) you can complain but just hang on you you know no no
2: i agree with you i'm not laughing at you i'm laughing with you trust me well
0: i (laughs) Appreciate that, But see, here's the other side of it is, you know, I, I've heard, like, I, I'm a uh, born and raised Edmontonian. You know, I'm at times, I'm an Oiler fan. Deep down, I'm a Habs fan. I got my first jersey as a four-year-old. was ha- happened to be a Canadian's jersey. So what, There you go. But at the end of the day, every team complains about it's not fair. You know, we get called too many penalties on McDavid. It's, McDavid gets picked on hasn't been able to score a goal in this whole this whole series because guess what they're on them they're on them and you know tap has done a hell of a job you know stop the complaining It it just smells and it stinks everybody's under the same rules and at the end of the day guess what you get a call you don't get a call i mean really when you get down to it but i wanted to get that seven players versus six on because you know really who's cheating Rick, a this was a great phone call. call.
2: I I really appreciate yeah. it, man. Thanks for listening. I know you've called before. You're always pretty good.
0: Sure. That's okay, buddy. See you later. Right on.
2: Yeah, Rick touched. You made some good points, and yeah, I think I did. I hope I remember to mention that in the first half hour. If I didn't, thanks to Rick for reminding everybody. Yeah, if you freeze it, and this this is the this is the problem with technology. And of of course, if we have access to video review, we should use it. Of of course, there are plays in the past that you wish well what if there'd been another camera Uh, i mean there were games even in the 80s that weren't televised there's there's games that gretzky and lemieux would have played in the 80s they had brilliant games that weren't on tv that there's no tape of or maybe there's the one static camera behind the net that maybe a, a team was using for game film so of course we have this technology but now what happens let's slow everything down frame by frame Let's slow everything down. Let's freeze frame it. Oh, what's actually happening here? And I do think that that minute scrutiny sometimes messes things up or or confuses the issue. And we've seen it in the NFL. They, I mean, they had to clarify the catch, no catch thing a few because oh, was the ball moving? Did he actually control it? Well, was it sliding down his body? Well, guess what? In, a, in the game of football, from the time the ball is snapped until the, the guy is tackled, the ball's never still. I mean, if a guy is making a catch, even if he makes a clean catch and traps it against his body, if you slow it down, it's going to move because his body's moving. And maybe, yeah, it slides down from the top of his numbers to the middle of his numbers. It's not doesn't mean he's not actually in control of the ball or making the catch. I think the Oilers benefited from this in round two against Calgary. I, I think they, they slowed down Coleman's uh kick. Well, they mean they said it was a kick. They they slowed that down. They slow it down. It's frame by frame. Well he does, he does turn his foot. He does turn his foot. Well he did glance down. Well like you know at full speed he didn't to me he didn't appear to kick that. He didn't appear to, to intentionally direct it in. You slow it down well there's that the last couple frames he glances down and turns his foot. He must have known what he was doing. And then then even the the McCarr thing that that went against the orders at at full speed, you know, that would have appeared to be offside. Well, you slow it down. Well, he's not actually touching the puck, you know, which is the letter of the law. Don't get me wrong. That is the letter of the law. So, yes, sometimes we have – we're we're victims of uh, our own advancements. I would never want to take video review out of the NHL, but there are times – where I I think you get breaking down, breaking down, breaking down these plays, and then you kind of convince yourself of something that might go against the logic of what you saw at full speed. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We got any more written messages, Kellen?
1: Yeah, uh, Cowtown Bob actually kind of reflecting all of... Oh,
2: Cowtown of... Bob and his dad's and cows!
1: How's it going? <laughs> He's reflecting uh, what Rick said on uh, the telephone call there. He says that he comes from a time when there was no video review in any sport, human error on the part of the players and the officials decided the winners and losers. There were many people who said we were opening a can of worms if it were to be introduced. I personally don't think it matters as there will always be mistakes by someone i think video review should be done at game speed to slow motion replay shows many errors and i don't like the fact that judgments are made based on slow motion
2: yeah i know rob and i have talked about that now having said that if it comes to the puck crossing the goal line i would i would want it slowed down absolutely by some yeah. of the offsides and stuff uh, i don't know but then again a coach would say well but if you would have slowed it down that goal wouldn't have counted and we would have won the game and we wouldn't have had a six game losing streak. And I wouldn't have been fired. <laughs> right. So these guys have a lot of jobs and a lot of money on the mm-hmm. line.
1: sometimes. Exactly. Uh, Murder Stampsky, guy. A quick one here says that he finds that used can ham tins make excellent tin foil hats. Just saying. Oh, crossing over. Yeah. That's a fair comment. Mm-hmm.
2: That's, a fair, that's, that's really smart. Actually. That might be our, that might be the most intelligent text we've received
1: in months. definitely during the playoffs for sure (laughs) and then we got an anonymous one here it says that's wishful thinking for cooper they shouldn't have won that game anyway and that's from anonymous so
2: well they were outplayed i thought the last two periods i didn't see uh i I didn't watch the beginning of the game because i was watching the oil kings overtime but yeah, I mean I thought Colorado was the the better team over the the final 40 minutes. But I I don't know if a coach would ever come out and say that. Well, we probably should have lost. I mean, they're always going to advocate for they're they're always going to advocate for the calls going their way even if deep down they don't believe maybe they 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 did get the short end of the stick because they want the next one, right? Like when a a lot of times when a coach argues in a game or says something publicly after a game the next day after a game He's not so much complaining about that specific call. He or she is smart enough to realize it's in the past. The coach is, is saying, you know, maybe, maybe that, you know, we, we didn't get a great deal there. So we want the next one. The next one that's 50 50, call it our way. That's, that's what they're really advocating for.
1: Absolutely. Uh, one more here, uh, another anonymous text that came in. Avs dive like FIFA, and it's killing the sport if it's rewarded with a cup. The rest have been biased to the Avs all year long and for the past five seasons. And again, this is from an anonymous text. So. Avs
2: dive like FIFA. I like that text. Every single soccer player under the FIFA umbrella is a diver. That's right. <laughs> Not the Canadians. Of them. No, we're good. We're going to the World Cup. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Remember, World Cup's in December this year, guys. Uh, yes, it is. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We gotta do a timeout. Jackson Weeb, overtime hero for the Oil Kings. He's coming up next.
1: Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent setting injury lawyers. And here comes Jackson Weeb. Does he have a hat trick winner in him? Right so it's hey! scores action
0: Jackson goes top shelf it's a hat trick and it's an Ot GWg and the oil Kings on the board here at the Memorial
2: Cup well that was the call last night from Andrew peered on oilkings.ca Jackson Weeb winning it in overtime for the oil Kings so they now have a win and a loss at the Memorial Cup Jackson Weeb checks in now Jackson how are you doing I'm doing well this evening. Thanks for having me on, Reed. Well, thank you for coming on. You're the talk of the town. Take me through the overtime winner last night. How that developed for you? Well, I think uh, you know. First and foremost,
3: that game was uh, it was a pretty cr- crazy game to play in. Um, there's lots, of, uh, you know, changes in momentum leading up to overtime and. Uh, yeah, and over time there's you know <laughs> there was uh no shortage of, you know, grade A chances for both teams. Uh, I think there's a couple breakaways for us and, and they had their two on one chance as well. And uh yeah, I just I got the puck there and uh you know, sh- took it down the wing and uh, let a shot go. Unfortunately it went in.
2: Now were you thinking of hitting that exact spot? Were you just thinking about hitting the net? Well,
3: I was I as as I entered over the blue line, the puck actually jumped over my stick a little, so I had to look back to you know grab the puck and and at that point uh, I felt the defender kind of closed in on me, so I just you know pulled the trigger and I, I kind of had that spot in my mind, uh, uh, so you know there's a bit uh you know a bit of luck, bit of skill, and fortunately you know it it went over the goalie's shoulder there
2: now how much three on three overtime have you played in your career does brad use you quite a bit or, or tell me about that i'd say i i've
3: played a decent amount of three on three before uh usually you know getting out there uh second or third shift um but yeah like the the nerves in this one you know kind of doesn't compare to those other games right and um uh, but i thought our group did a, you know a good job of staying composed and uh you know riding the wave right so um yeah it was uh it was a great group effort and that one will go down in the memory books for sure
2: when was the last time you got a hat trick uh, that was my first one
3: i think last time would maybe be bantam <laughs> really <laughs> i think i think bantam would be the last hat trick so
2: yeah well i mean you had an awesome game i mean you were just all around the net they set, such made that great net drive and you you had to knock down the puck and chop in that rebound, and it didn't look like you had a lot of room for that backhand either. I think that was your second goal. Yeah, definitely.
3: Uh, obviously, you know, Suchi had a had a great night too, and and I think that goes for you know a couple other guys that kind of uh flew under the radar for that game uh you know co st- stood on his head for us and and uh you know a couple other guys had really you know really good games and yeah such he he was carrying the puck and he drove the net and you know went off the post and I grabbed it and you know, was fortunate enough to put it in and uh tie the game up for us there
2: Jackson Weeb joining us on Inside Sports, overtime hero for Edmonton Oil Kings last night at the Memorial Cup, and uh, of course uh, you were a Red Deer Rebel last season. Tell us about the, the move to the Oil Kings. You know, at that time, did you did you see it coming? I, I know it's always kind of tough to to change teams. Tell us about going through that.
3: Yeah, you know, I, after that last season, I wasn't sure if you know I'd be staying a Red Deer if I'd be on the move, and. Um, you know, after, uh, you know, about two weeks after the season, uh, I got a phone call from Brent Sutter, the GM in Red Deer, and, you know, he let me know he was, he was moving me to Edmonton and, um, you know, I was, it was a bittersweet because, you know, I had some, you know, close teammates in Red Deer, but, um, from what I've heard about, the you know, Oil Kings organization, it was nothing but positive things. And, um, Ethan Peters actually is from Jaw too. And, you know, he played on that team and. I texted him right away, and he kind of, you know, welcomed me and told me a little bit about the the guys and how things are run there and stuff, and um, it couldn't be, yeah, when I heard the news, I was really excited, and um, things panned out pretty well, I think.
2: So uh, this season for you guys, and I know there's, uh, there are some still very big games ahead here, but I have asked a lot of guys on your team this. The expectations were very high, extremely high for this team. Like, let's face it, a lot of you guys a lot of people picked you to win the Western Hockey League which you were able to do how was it playing through a season with those high expectations yeah definitely it's you know it's uh
3: um you know it's a it's a burden to to have on our shoulders right and you know every time we'd play a team I think they'd bring their a game against us and um you know it was kind of a weight lifted off our shoulders and we won it because uh, everyone was expecting us to do it and and us as a group we believed that we could and you know to go out there and show that we you know that we
2: could and we did
3: it was uh, awesome
2: yeah okay so uh, like i said still some big games ahead uh tomorrow uh what have you what did you guys do today to get ready was it uh, tell me about practice and the prep you went through today today was actually an off day so today okay. we today we kind of you know hung out as a team
3: and when and saw all around st john and uh we went and saw the reverse falls and you know so and so forth so uh we kind of just you know had a active day without you know going to the rink and uh we're going to do some video here tonight to get ready for hamilton tomorrow okay just tell me about these reverse falls uh so when the when the the tide comes in from the ocean and it meets uh this freshwater river and uh, the tide goes one way, and then when the tide pulls back out to the ocean, it pulls the pulls the river the other way. So uh, the current kind of switches up directions every you know six hours for the tide. and uh, it's pretty cool to see actually. Uh, we we went there when the tide was going back out of the ocean, and the water's going pretty crazy. Is this your first time in the Maritimes? It is, yeah, it is my first time. And uh, you know I've enjoyed it out here. it's been it's been nice.
2: Yeah. Okay. And you grew up in Saskatchewan, right? So were you a hockey player from uh, right from a little guy or what was your athletic journey? Yeah,
3: I was, I, you know, I played multiple sports growing up, but uh, hockey is always kind of the number one. Right. And um, so, yeah I, yeah, I grew up in Moose Saskatchewan and there was multiple sports in my childhood, but uh, you know, hockey prevailed as number one and I uh, couldn't be happier with that.
2: Yeah. W- were you good at anything else?
3: i i like baseball a lot i i played football i played uh you know lacrosse and i did uh school high school uh uh, volleyball and basketball and stuff like that so um tried to mix in you know the most sports i could i think that helps with athleticism too so um and it's obviously fun you know playing with different teammates and meeting a lot of different people through you know different sports so um yeah i'm glad i you know i tried out a bunch of different sports growing up and Uh, I, I think baseball would have been my second best sport, you know, if hockey didn't work out, I would have went the baseball route, I think.
2: Oh, cool. Well, man, you did a lot of different stuff. That's cool. Yeah. I think that helps for sure. Uh, so do I, do I assume maybe you'll get mad at me for asking, do I assume you're a Saskatchewan Rough Rider fan then? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
3: you that's fair assumption. Uh, yeah, they're actually playing tonight against the Argonauts. I haven't, you know, got a chance to watch that yet, but I'm going to tune in, I think a little bit here. (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay. Well, hey, Jackson, it's it's great to put you on Inside Sports. Congratulations on that huge game. And I think you or somebody else is going to step up and, and be the hero again tomorrow as you guys close out the round. Robin, keep it going for the Wilkins, Jackson. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Reed. I appreciate it. Okay, so that's Jackson Weave from the Oil Kings. You know, here's the situation. Uh, Shawinigan beat Hamilton. The Oil Kings are in the semifinal unless they lose in regulation time to Hamilton tomorrow. Any other result puts the Oil Kings into the semifinal at the Memorial Cup. I can also tell you the Oil Kings cannot finish first and get a bye straight into the final. So if they, as long as they don't lose in regulation time tomorrow, they'll finish second or third, and they'll be in the semifinal. Blake Dermott coming up next.
1: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays
2: at 6 on 630 Chad.